Hello, my name is Dale Sadler, and I am the minister of the Birdwells Chapel Church of Christ in Cottontown, Tennessee. Thank you for watching. There are other ways you can be a part of what's happening at Birdwells Chapel. We have a children's Bible class and, and songs organized each Sunday. Links to these can be found on our website at birdwellchapelchurchofchrist.com. We also have a midweek devotional, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. This morning we have already had our Facebook Live Bible discussion. We are covering the book of James. During this discussion, you can submit comments and questions. It is really informative, and I hope you'll join us Sundays at 9.30 a.m. If you're watching now and live in the Cottontown area, consider attending our services when we are able to meet again. We are a body of believers that really love Jesus, and we would love to get to know you. Until then, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. At the end of this lesson, we will have a devotional that focuses on the Lord's Supper. Christ instructed the apostles to observe the Lord's Supper until He returns. And in the Church of Christ, we continue this practice today. Remember, stay connected with your friends and family of the Birdwell Chapel Church of Christ. Give someone a call this week or send them a card. Let us pray. Our Father in Heaven, we're grateful for this time that You've blessed us with to study Your Word. I pray that You will be with all those who are watching and listening, Father. Help them to open up their hearts and minds so that they might learn about Your Word and its instructions for our daily living. Be with those, Father, who are sick. Be with our world at this time, Father, during these uncertain times of the coronavirus. We pray, Father, for healing. We pray, Father, for a sense of normalcy that we can return to so that we might meet with one another once again. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This video is being aired on May 3rd, and we've been quarantined for some time now. I'm sure it's given all of us a little more time to think. Time to think about our lives, where we're going, and where we've been. I hope you've given some thought about your behavior and your ability to handle certain situations like being confined at home. A person's ability to handle situations out of the ordinary says a lot about them. Or maybe you've considered your manners or the manners of your children. Manners and proper behavior seem almost out of style these days, even without having to limit our time outside. Typically, people don't think about their behavior. They simply act out of habit or from how they feel. This oftentimes gets people into trouble. Children and teenagers are this way. We often have to remind them to think before they act or think before they speak. But of course, this can also very readily apply to adults. When people react from their feelings, they are oftentimes driven by an anxious feeling, a feeling that they often say is difficult, if not impossible, to control. Others still act out of anger. They don't know what to do, so they get angry. But this often does little to remedy a situation. And yet still, there are those who don't practice good manners or even know what good manners looks like. The apostles had varied personalities and quite often didn't think before they acted. James and John were hotheads, nicknamed sons of thunder because of their quick-to-react behavior. Peter told Jesus he would never deny him, yet he did, acting in a way that he didn't think possible. If you were with Jesus today in physical form, how would you act? Well, Jesus is with Christians today, isn't He? So what does he think of your daily behavior? 
Since the Bible is our instruction for daily living, I would like to cover an area of behavior that everyone can learn from. It is a type of behavior that should be considered by the faithful Christian, yet many neglect it altogether, and they simply act on cruise control. The behavior category I'm talking about is prudence. As I read through these passages in the Old Testament, I saw their wisdom. Behaviors I wish I had more of in my own life. And I hope you'll feel the same way after today's lesson. Proverbs 12.23 A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. Why would a prudent man keep knowledge to himself? Aren't people supposed to teach each other? Yes, this is true. But a wise man, a prudent man, doesn't tell all that he knows. He speaks when the time is right. He or she speaks when it is most appropriate and when their words will have the greatest effect. I enjoy talking, of course, but I don't say half the stuff I'm thinking because people just didn't ask. When people want my opinion, when people want your opinion, they'll ask. And they'll ask because they value what you have to say. They'll ask because they respect you. By placing yourself into another person's business, into another person's life, you run the risk of losing your influence. Sometimes people need to hurt a little bit until they realize, wow, maybe I need some guidance here. Some people talk too much and get themselves into trouble, such as the foolish man that this verse speaks about. The heart of fools, it says, proclaims folly. Verse 16 of chapter 13 says, A fool displays folly. Have you ever said something and regretted it? That behavior could probably fall into this category of displaying folly or proclaiming folly. Prudence is needed when you speak before you think. Maybe you need more of this in your life. Proverbs 14.15 says, The naive believes everything, but the prudent man considers his steps. This is particularly appropriate in today's world. Our country is divided, to say the least. And there are people who like it this way. When people are divided, it's easier to rally one side to your cause. And if you're a politician, there are scores of people out there who want to follow what you have to say. That is, if you say it right. Do you believe everything that comes across your Facebook page? I hope not. There are scores of photoshopped images that people will share on their timeline and later those pictures are proven to be false. I've even been fooled a time or two myself. These false pictures and videos are shared to make you angry. They are created to get you to share so that the media outlet can get more traffic. So think before you share something. It's likely to hurt someone or at the very least make you look foolish. But what does the prudent man do? He considers his steps. He considers what he shares on social media. If you do share something that turns out to be false or perhaps something that is there to incite anger, 
Ask yourself, how will sharing this image or this meme encourage people? How will it bring glory to God? How will it strengthen the church? For these are the questions you should be asking before acting in any part of your life. So give that image and that article a second look. What does the news outlet stand to gain from you sharing it? Everyone online these days is trying to drive traffic to their site. And the truth is of little importance to them. The message we should be concerned with spreading is the love of Christ for our fellow man. So don't be naive and believe everything, as the verse says. But be prudent and consider your steps in all areas of your life. Proverbs 15.5 says, A fool rejects his father's discipline, but he who regards reproof is sensible. This is for our children and teens out there, but it is also for adults. More on that in a moment. A fool rejects his father's discipline. Seems reasonable to me. Fathers, and for that matter, mothers have experienced a great deal in their lives. The decisions parents make may seem so strange to children, but a thoughtful parent always has his children's best interests in mind. Kids, you need to remember that. I warn my kids all the time about their actions because I'd rather not go to the emergency room. It's not a place I like to visit very often. Not only that, but what we know about how your behavior has consequences sends off warning signals so that we might raise our children in the right way. It is our duty as parents to warn our children and to keep them safe physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And parents, your every decision about your children should be driven by those areas, particularly the spiritual. We can see them physically. We want them to be safe. We know if they're crying, but how are they spiritually? I hope that you are making wise decisions so that you might lead your children to, to those decisions that would benefit them now and on into the future. It seems so difficult for children to listen to their parents sometimes. But if you do, you will be blessed. Ephesians 6 verses 2 and 3 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Children, obey your parents. So the message here is definitely, children, obey your parents. But are adults any better in regards to their Heavenly Father? Do we heed spiritual disciplines like prayer and spending time with our Father in devotion? Do we practice fellowship when we can with one another, with other Christians, so that we might be encouraged? And are we encouraging to them? Are we good stewards of our money and of our time as He has commanded us to be? Or do we think we know better? So we do what makes us feel good. We don't live a disciplined life. Well, what lessons is God trying to teach you these days? That's the reproof He wants you to be sensible about. Don't miss those lessons. Be prudent about what your earthly parents and your heavenly Father try to teach you. These facets of your life are in place so that you might have a better today and a better eternity. Proverbs 22 and verse 3 says, The prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are punished for it. In Star Wars, there's a running joke 
where a character, typically Harrison Ford, says, I've got a bad feeling about this. Have you ever had a bad feeling about something? Most of us have. When you are a Christian, you should have a bad feeling about evil things. The prudent sees evil, as the verse says, and hides himself. Why? Because he doesn't want to take part in it. The prudent man wants to keep his way pure. Psalm 119 and verse 9. He doesn't want to be punished now for partaking in evil because that is often the case when one gives way to the desires of the flesh to evil things. Instead of hiding from sin, many run straight into it. Then what happens? You're punished for it. You are naive. You didn't consider your path. You didn't consider your steps. You didn't consider the future. You didn't consider the relationships your behavior would affect. So you're punished now because your actions have consequences and punished for eternity if you don't change your life. If you don't repent of the sin and come back to Christ. Hebrews 12, 1-3 has excellent advice for those who are running to evil when they should be running and hiding from it. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. If you've ever been fishing, you know that fishing line can get tangled very, very easily. What does sin do? It entangles us, just like, just like fishing line, just like rope. It wraps us up into knots until we look around and we, we, it just seems like we can't go anywhere. And some of us blame God for this, the very one who could take us out of the sin. We look to Him and say, it is your fault I'm here. Some of us blame others around us. But do you ever look at yourself and the mistakes you made that put you in your situation? Because that is who is responsible. The passage continues. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is our goal. Our goal for eternity, but also our goal for our lives, for our prudent behavior. If that be so for you, why would you not hide from evil? Jesus is the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him who has endured such hostility by sinners against Himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider what Jesus did for you. Consider the life that He lived. The example that He lived in purity. The example that He lived in how He treated others. Consider that for your life and get away from the sin. Be the prudent man. Be the prudent woman. Be the prudent child. And stay away from sin and act wise so that you might have a wonderful life on this earth. People go after sin and they don't hide from the evil because it's easier. Because doing what your friends do is easier. Because going after what your heart says to be right is easier. But it isn't so. It won't have the long-term benefits a righteous and prudent life will have. It will have pain now and leave a trail of destruction in its wake. Hosea 14 in verse 9, Whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them, for the ways of the Lord are right. 
Are your actions prudent? Are they wise? If they are, you'll understand that the ways of the Lord are right. What do I mean by ways of the Lord exactly? Well, many of these points we've discussed today are exactly what I'm talking about. Being silent and speaking only when appropriate. Also, thinking about your actions. Do they bring glory to God? Am I considering my steps? Finally, abstaining from evil. If you are involved in evil behavior, that is not following the Lord. You are not living a righteous life. Jesus told the rich young ruler in Matthew 19.21, If you wish to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. Jesus' instructions here spoke of sacrifice of material possessions and of giving up who you think you are and becoming what Jesus would have you to be. This life can bring so much happiness. Hosea 14.9 says, And the righteous will walk in the ways of the Lord. A Christian life. The righteous, the prudent, they will walk in the ways of the Lord, but, but transgressors will stumble in them. Are you stumbling in your life? It may be because you haven't given your life to Christ. Because you haven't become a Christian. It might also be because you were a Christian at one time, a faithful one, but have since fallen away. You gave your life to God, but you know what? The, the cares of this world, the temptations, the fleshly desires have pulled you away from Him and you've not lived a prudent life in a long time. If that be the case, contact us at the Birdwell's Chapel Church of Christ or a congregation of the Lord's Church in your area. We'd love to study with you about salvation and about eternity. Will you pray with me, please? Our Father in Heaven, we are grateful for this time that You've blessed us with, this time of devotion, to look into Your Word and what it would have to say to us about living a prudent life, about living a righteous life. I pray, Father, that all of those who have listened to this message will consider their lives and consider their steps, consider their words, and will make the changes, Father, necessary to grow closer to You. We're grateful for Jesus and His sacrifice on the cross. We're grateful for You as our Heavenly Father who I pray that we will follow each and every day. And we are thankful, Father, for the Holy Spirit, for Christians, Father, who have that gift so that they might know how they can act, how they should act in this life, so that they might draw on the power of that Spirit, Father, that comes from following Your Word and giving one's life to Christ. Once again, Father, bring healing to our world. Bring wisdom to all of us, Father, so that we might understand and act in ways that will be beneficial to Your kingdom now and in the future. Thank You, Father, for all that You do for us and for loving us even despite our sinful lives and how we fail You so very often. And for those, Father, who need to repent, I pray that they'll do so now and that they will make changes in their lives so that they might live a faithful life for You. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.